So, uh, Dick, Connie, glad to be here, and, and thank you so much. I'm, I'm honored to be here today with you guys and everybody here with the agency and Equus uh, to discuss, you know, sales and nuts and bolts. And, you know, Dick and Connie are just masters at really understanding this business. And i got to say, Dick, I'm pretty fired up about this uh, envelope contest. Uh, if people don't realize that's a huge opportunity, and it, and it breeds excitement, and it, it gets everybody going. And so, guys, take, take the opportunity today to maybe listen to some of these speakers we're going to have on this call today and really take away with the opportunity to, to go in there and grab a ton of these envelopes, right? Make a bunch of money. Heck, you never know. At conference, if you go out and you write five apps, it could pay for the hotel room, right? It will pay for the conference room, uh, or your conference ticket, rather. So huge opportunity and, and very grateful. And I want to say for everybody, thank you, Dick and Connie, for for providing this uh, awesome contest for us coming up this month. Um, guys, today really the, the topic of today's call is going to be start fast and stay consistent. Okay? At the end of the day, I've known a lot of people in this business who've, who've made a lot of money, right? who've come in and made money in this business and done very well, and then I know a lot who, who haven't. right? But we've also seen some of those individuals, and I know Dick and Connie over their years can share a lot more than myself, but people who've done very well, and then they, they lose their consistency, right? They lose that edge, and there's a lot of reasons why that happens. So the nuts and bolts today isn't necessarily going to be on the product itself, but it's going to be on the things that you need to do to, to start fast. And whether start fast means you're brand new to this business and you've never sold a policy, Guys, this, all this stuff pertains to you. Or if you're at the point in your career where you want to mark today, July 5, 2017, you want to mark and stamp this as a brand new day, right? as a brand new year for you to kick off the business in the right way. Okay? Guys, some of the things I've done, I've been in this business for a while, and, and I know that there's two things that happen that will drive you out of this business let alone any business, right? Number one, Barry Clarkson talks a lot about, which is lack of activity. If you don't do the things that you have to do on a daily basis, right, you can't succeed. And number two, a lack of capital. And both are direct reflections of each other, right? I can look at somebody in this business who's made money before and then hasn't made it consistent, consistently, and usually it relates to one thing, a lack of activity, right? I see people who put the wrong activity in, right? You can do a lot of activity but do it the wrong way and put the wrong activity in, and maybe you don't have a lack of activity issue, but you're going to have a lack of capital issue. So um, you know, one of those two things can draw you out. So I've asked two guests to be on the call today that we've seen kind of lighten up the leaderboards lately, and, and I think it's exciting to, to have these two guests on today because you know, talking about Joe Gibbons, he's incredibly um, new to our business. But I've got to tell you something. When you hear some of the things that he's doing, and, and we're going to talk to him about what these activities and things are that he's doing, you're going to hear Brandon Hall, who's very consistent in this business, right? He's not a new agent, maybe relatively two and a half years in this business. That's still pretty new, but he's very consistent. And so to start fast and stay consistent, guys, we've asked these guests to come on to really kind of share what it is in terms of these areas that they do in terms of their activity, in terms of their focus, in terms of the daily actions. Okay, I want you to write that down, the daily actions that they take. Right? This business can be as difficult as you want to make it, or it can be just as simple as you want to make it, right? But it's up to us to determine which. So, to start out, I, I, I met this gentleman. Um, we interviewed him, guys, and I put up some numbers here. We interviewed him uh, about two and a half weeks ago. He contracted with our carriers on the 19th of July. Okay, so the 19th of July, he submitted his carrier contracting profile. And his very first week, he came on and wrote uh, right at $7,000 in premium. Now, he's got some business he put in on Saturday and Sunday, so certainly, Joe, that, that hasn't hit the leaderboard yet, man. But I'm fired up to, uh, to have him on as a guest and, and to introduce him. But uh, Joe Gibbons, can you maybe come on? And I know you'll hit star six and unmute yourself. Can, 
Can you give the team here today maybe a little bit of an idea about what it was that you've done prior to joining the insurance industry with us? Um, maybe a little bit about your background. That would be great. Sure. Yeah, good morning all. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. Everyone has been wonderful. I'm fired up, pumped up, you know, ready to get after it. I'm caffeinated, so I'm good to go. So as far as background, so just prior to joining this uh, team, um, my background has been a little diverse, but kind of centralized around sales of building products, whether it be selling manufactured homes, roofing systems for commercial buildings, uh, flooring products, tile, ceramic, things that, like that, and hardware flooring. I've had always some kind of, I guess, hand, if you will, in, in the industry of the construction and construction trades. And then also, too, I've sold uh, gym memberships um, for a company called Family Fitness, which became 24 Fitness in Southern California. Um, but nothing like this, nothing like the in-home, direct sale, belly-to-belly. I've always been in environments where people, to a greater or lesser extent, were coming to me for needs to be met uh, versus where what we're doing now. I and mean, then I don't have to define and tell you what that is. Um, but I'm an older guy. I'm not the youngest guy on the planet. Um, some people might say I look a little like Bruce Willis, but that, I think that's with a lot of alcohol in their system. Um, but I'm 52 years old. Um, you know, I've got a young wife, a younger wife. 14 years younger than me, we have two kids, and, and you know, how I got to this business. I don't know if you want me to tell that piece of it, people. I can tell you what. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So I got, Share how we so I, Yeah, so I got fired from a job that I loved. That's just the real short of it, and it came out of nowhere. Um, still kind of scratching my head over that one because I was a productive guy. I did what they asked me to do. Um, there was some pretty stringent criteria for the types of customer profile I had to go get. Um, you know, $50 million annual revenue on their end, which means they had the ability to spend money to buy what I was selling, which is commercial roofing. And commercial roofing, if anyone knows, it's kind of expensive. And they told me it would take about a year to, to build the client relationships, which is very true, because in that year period of time, with all the traveling I was doing across the United States, I eventually developed a pipeline of verbal commitments of just over $4 million on a quota that initially started out to be a million that got bumped to 2.1. So anyway, on May 28th, about 10.45 in the morning local time here in Oklahoma, I received a phone call. Joe, we're going a different direction. Now I have no job. But I had in, the, in my back pocket my insurance license that I received in December and was appointed in January, but I hadn't done anything with it. I just, my neighbor, at the behest of my neighbor recommending, suggesting I get in this industry, um, by selling Roth IRAs to postal employees and um, uh, FAA people, that'd be a great way to go. But that's a very tough industry to sell into people that are very educated. And anyway, I, I, my back was against the wall. It was either no money, no job, because no one was calling on my resume. I have a degree. I'm a bright guy. I think I speak okay, but outside of that, the phone wasn't ringing. And so I had to jump in the deep end of the pool. I spoke with Lori Rowe. A 30-minute call turned into be an hour and 30-minute call. She and I had a lot of great dialogue together. And, um, you know, I had to go on the hawk on uh, buying bee leads, which are 50 cents a piece. And um, I bought 200 of them. And I just took some notes. And since I've been on board, I've made 336 dials, made 110 contacts, 20 appointments, of which I saw nine and sold eight, um, which is great. And today I've made so hang five. On, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So I've got to slow this down. Okay, so hang on a minute. Let's just okay. add this up for everybody, okay? So you spent 100 bucks, okay? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. So you bought 200 leads. You spent 100 bucks. Okay, talk about yes. starting fast, okay? You were backed into a corner. You had to make it happen, right? So you buy 200 of the B leads. Um, that we have on the Unitrust Agency site. Then you come in, you make, did I hear 336 phone calls? Yes. 336 phone calls, and I heard 110 contacts. Is that what I heard? Yes, sir. And then how many appointments was that? 20 is what I made. Okay, so 20. So, so you talked to 20, you booked 20 out of 110. Why didn't you quit? Right now, I'm being facetious here. 
But that's one out of five, right? Which we yes. tell people, that's a great odd, okay? You book 20 appointments, so your, your cost to make an appointment was like 55 bucks. I mean, it was cheap. So how did you get through? What, what were the things that went through your mind and things you were doing, the steps, the actions that you were doing to make 336 phone calls, talk to 110 people, and book 20? Let's start there. Well, the action is you have to consider the why factor. Every, everything comes down to why. So why do I get up in the morning? You know, why do I brush my teeth? All those things are relative to, you know, why am I doing the business? Well, why I was doing the business is because I don't want to lose my home for my family, right? But the activity is driven by the why. But then at the, at the same time, I had to focus on my brain of, well, why did these people reach out to us? There's a need there on their end. And I had that as my end game, my end, end thinking. In other words, I'm beginning with the end result in mind. They want protection. I already know that. I just have to remind them that they've requested that. And these people, they may or may not remember uh, doing so, you know, 18 months to three years ago. So I just had to remind them. And it's pretty simple uh, the way how I approach that. Mm, okay, so I love it. Okay. So $100 turns into, into 20 appointments, okay? You, you put your head down to the grindstone. You know, talk to a little bit about maybe the things that concerned you, like when you got in the business. Like were you worried about what products am I going to write? What am I going to say? And how did you get through all that? You know, what conversations did we have? Was that a challenge for you? Give us a little bit of an idea about how you made all these dials and really didn't know necessarily what you were going to do. Well, because I had this great mentor. You might have heard of this guy. His name is Pete Beckman. And all he said was, do as I do not what you want to do, and trust me. So I had to trust the guy implicitly right from the beginning who I have not yet seen face-to-face, -face, only had a telephone conversation. I know what his mug looks like on LinkedIn, and I get that, right? So that's the only connection I had with him. But even though I'm 52, I'm still trainable, mentorable, and coachable, and it had to be open-minded and open-hearted to let this guy in and trust him because, quite frankly, he's already proven himself. So I, I had to take a big teens, a tablespoonful of humility and just let him in and trust him, and that's what I did. So, so at first, I mean, you were wanting to know the products and all the things, and how am I going to write this? And we kept it simple, right? And well, I yes. appreciate the compliments. And I, yep. I did not for the compliments, but why was it so important looking back now that you didn't focus on all that stuff, that you just got good at the dials and focused on that to start fast. That's all you needed to focus on. Why was it so key for you now looking back that we did that? Well, because I already knew how to pick up the phone. I, I don't have any phone call reluctancy at all. But I know what, you know, when someone gives me an order, like I, you know, when I was in the military, I follow the order. And you follow the order of the highest ranked person who last spoke to you, right? Joe, don't worry about it. Head down. The night before I was running my three appointments on Sunday, I did not know anything about pricing. I didn't know anything about product. You just said, explain the profile to me, and I'll tell you what to present. And that's what I did. I trusted you. Now, now when you got to the house and you worked with people, because I know there's still people rolling their eyes going, i got to know everything, right? And, mm -hmm. and these folks are buying a death benefit, right? We knew B leads, for whatever reason or not, you want to start fast. We'll, we'll elaborate more on this in a second, but why B leads? I'm, I'm going to speak on this a little bit because what Joe did and what you were doing, Joe, is mm -hmm. you got on the line and you knew that those folks had talked to somebody in the past. Okay, we knew that, right? So you were going to build a lot of skill at the beginning and go through on those 336 styles that you made. But talk about the in-home a little bit. Why were those good to start? You know, when I told you, hey, have the what happened conversation, can you elaborate on that and how that helped you start fast in this business? Well, firstly, too, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you have to remember a lot of times when you ask a question, they're going to explain to you how they wish for you or want you to present them or, in our language, sell them. But nobody wants to be sold. They want to buy. Um, so I knew in the back of my mind they either spoke to someone by phone or met with someone face-to-face -face or not at all. Um, and I just had to hear that first. You know, I have the sheet in front of me, their, their, uh, their information is handwritten or it's uh, typed out. And I explained to them, I showed to them, when you filled this out, what was going through your mind, why did you fill it out? Nothing, it doesn't change. I let them explain to me, 
Prior to that, though, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, I have my note. I asked them if I can open up my notebook and I asked them if they feel comfortable watching me or seeing me write notes because doctors do it all the time and you always are wondering what they're writing down. But the good news is I always sit to the far left of either the wife or the husband and the, the husband and wife is to their right. So I make sure that we're in that kind of arrangement or, or, or catty corner on the end of the table and I let them see my notebook. So they see what I'm writing down. But I go back to the why did they do it and then I ask them, okay, great. So you fill this out and then I ask them, so were you visited by someone? Did you receive a phone call from someone? And then they tell me, if it's yes, well, wonderful. Well, why didn't that work out for you at that point? I, by the way, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, I appreciate you letting me come back today, but why didn't it work out for you at that point? And I've heard everything, Joe. They wanted me to sign up and do all this crazy stuff right out of the gate. They just expected that I was going to lay down for a number right out of the gate, or they just wanted to find out if I had a 401K and I was you know, sleeping on a pile of money under my bed. They never asked me what you asked me, which is why, or what was going through my mind when I filled out this form. So therefore, they were very apt to having a conversation. So hang on. So this is huge. I love what you said. People, people love to buy. They hate being sold. You go in. You get to know them. You're, you're, you're not focused on the product, right? You're focused on what I'm hearing is you're focused on getting to really help them, to serve them, right? You the focus on their needs the and who they were. Mm-hmm. Got it. And so when you went through – you just had that conversation, which was, hey, what happened? And, and they told you every way they didn't like the last person or persons and how to sell them. Is that right? Correct. Okay, walk me through a little bit about the next phase, about getting started fast with these folks. What did you notice about, and these guys, some of you go, 50-cent leads, wait a minute, those are two years old. Talk to me a little bit about this, Joe, and, and why this was good to get started fast as you proceeded with these folks. Well, they already know that it's been a long time because when they see the sheet, oh, Joe, our mortgage is less than that, not a whole bunch less. They'll say, yeah, yeah, chuckle, chuckle, green, green. Of course, it's not a whole bunch less because you're paying off interest first, and they get that. I said, well, listen, and I take it. I take the bullets. We drop the ball, and we, I, now I'm sitting here in front of you, I apologize that I didn't get the chance to talk to you a year and a half to three years ago. But quite frankly, I'm the new um, – uh, area manager for for the state of Oklahoma, please accept my apology that we didn't reach out to you sooner. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't want to show up as a failure, look as a failure in your right. In other words, I take a lot of humility on and let them know that we are duly sorry for not talking to them sooner. Joe, it's no big deal. You didn't know. And I said, great. Well, wonderful. And, and we moved right past it. So, you know, I swallowed the, the biggest frog first and then uh, keep moving forward. Beautiful. How many times a day do you talk to myself or Dick on a daily basis here as you were getting started? Probably more than you want me to. Um, Connie and I are just beginning dialogue now because I respect uh, the chain of command, right? Dick and I have not yet had a conversation other than this morning the question I posed to him. Um, but I wear you out, and I wear out Brandon. At least I will start to wear out Brandon. So Brandon, beware, because I, 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 I'm a student uh, of the business, and I need to learn, and I realize how much I don't know, and that's critical. But I'll tell you what, being naive has actually been a, a big, big, big benefit for me. Okay, can you explain a little bit why? Because you guys have already uh, done it. You know the mistakes to avoid. Um, you and Brandon have been very, very, very helpful in helping me avoid landmines that are, that are out there. They are there. Um, and I have not stepped on one yet. And, um, you know, I'm pretty confident that you guys will – uh, help me avoid landmines. I mean, paperwork corrections are one thing. That's not a landmine. But a landmine is going in with the wrong strategy and the wrong approach. Um, and that's what, I, that's what I want to avoid because, quite frankly, you know, I have a wife, a son, a daughter to support, and I've got to support this team because I know everything I do helps the team, and I need to move the team forward. And Clarkson had made a uh, mention in one of his videos saying he wants us to be the fastest company to reach a billion in revenue, and I have the big picture in mind while I also have the small picture in mind. The small picture is what I'm doing in front of me. I don't know the big picture. I don't know how to get there. All I know is I have to just keep doing what I have to do, and we will get there. You know, make a mess, clean it up later. Got it. Man, I love it. And by the way, I want you to know and everybody to know you are not wearing us out when you call us. That's exactly what we do want. 
um, when you call us, you know, and Joe, and you, you were starting fast because you were moving, right? You didn't stop and go ready, set, go, and, and spend all this time setting, right? There's so many individuals who start this business, and they want to go out and learn all the writers and all the products. Listen, guys, people are buying a death benefit, right? They're buying a death benefit, right? Joe didn't even know the in-home presentation. I gave him my in-home presentation the night before and told you to rehearse it like 20 times, right? But, but walk through this, the, the action steps, okay? So you talk to the upline multiple times a day. You bought leads. That's an action, okay? You picked up the phone. You made dials. That's an action, right? So now, Joe, that you're doing this and you're moving and you're on the conference calls, I know this is where I'm going to bring Brandon in, but I want to get a little foreshadow from you. What do you think individuals on this call need to hear, number one, if you would share, these are the things to do from Joe Gibbons to go out, write seven grand your first week. What are the things that you would tell these individuals on the call to start fast? <laughs> Buy the leads, make the dials, make the appointments. That phone is, it, the phone is as light as a feather in my mind, and it should be in yours. The, 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 the thing to keep in the back of each of your minds which I learned very quickly and understood very quickly, is they are the ones that reached out to us, not us to them. Now, we may have mailed them something, but they, they took action on their part. So we have to respond in kind, right? For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Well, in our case, let's look at it from an optimistic standpoint. If they're moving forward, we want to move forward with them, and we have to just help them to get there. And by doing so, it's just conveying information with compassion um, understanding what, the, what their lives look like through their lenses, and we just have to ask them, what was important to you and why did you do this? What was going through your mind? Please help me understand what that looked like. Um, if we help them, we help ourselves. Okay. Any, act, any other actions that you would tell them to take? Brand new guy, brand new gal on the phone today. Get, to get, get licensed. Don't waste time. Go get the license. Don't, don't hem and haw. Go get the license. Do all those things that are required um, and follow up on when that – and if you have the license, great. Buy the leads. Don't worry about it. Buy the leads. You'll make your money back. You know, what am I – what you tell me? I'm 500,000% or something already above. I don't know what the number is, but I'll let you worry about the math. But um, just just got to do it. Pick up the phone. I made five phone calls already this morning made one contact. Unfortunately – they just had a death in the family, so I can't, I can't schedule anything. But just make the phone moving. calls, man. Got it. So starting fast, okay? What is Joe doing? Joe's listening. He's being a student of the business, okay? He's allowing himself to be coachable, right? When I say he's allowing himself to be coachable, he's allowing, you know, at 52 years old, he's allowing a 34-year-old guy to come in and say, hey, do this and this and this, Right? which this 34-year-old guy is taking it from Dick. I'm not going to mention Dick's age, but Dick's a little older than me, right? So I'm listening to the things that Dick and Connie are teaching me to do, right? So it's just all kind of coming down. Joe, what else do I see that you're doing to move fast? If you guys see he's not overthinking, if there's something I have to reiterate more and more and more is if you focus on, on the minutia, okay, the minors, not the majors, you'll lose, okay? Don't, don't major in the minors, okay? Don't major and make these small little things the biggest deals in your life, okay? This business is very simple. I love what you said, Joe. Get a license, go buy leads, get your contracting done, call your upline like 10 times a day, right? Do everything they tell you because they got your best interest, right? They, they don't make a dime until you make a dollar. And I know that Dick, Connie, myself, any other builder on this call, we all like adding some dimes up, right? We like making dimes. So we want you to win, right? Then we'll teach you how to run quotes and go, and go present the product. But let's talk about this, just some of the preparation real quick and, and on this, about getting started fast. You, you're going through the actions, perfect. Let's talk about preparation real quick, Joe. How many times did you and I discuss your phone script and rehearse your phone script before you got on the phone? Dozens of times. Okay. I sent you, I, I, you had me run it 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 times or something like that. And then I sent you what I thought was the best, and you still found uh, ways to, to improve uh, the script even after running it, you know, all those times. Right. So you were willing to be humble and hungry, right? 
We knew Absolutely. you were going to get objections, right? We know Joe's going to get objections. We know you're going to get objections when you get on the phone. We know it's going to happen. But Joe prepared, right? He prepared the right way, and therefore he got less, right? He put the work in. It's all very simple things. Now, we talk about these conference calls. You're on them, okay? Our national conference, um, I know it looks like uh, you and your wife will be registering. You, we plan to see both of you guys there, right? Definitely me. We're still working her out. I bought the plane ticket for me yesterday, and um, so we're, we're, I'm coming. So I'll be there. You know, you know, we have the youngsters, as you remember, but I'm there. <laughs> I will be there, brother. Beautiful. Guys, Barry Clarkson says a lot of times, you know, we don't know many people that don't do this that don't have to, right? You've got to find, and I love what you said, Joe, find the why and what motivates you and what drives you. There's things you guys can do, right? Start fast. Put those things in front of you, right? Uh, put a vision board in front of you, okay? Whether it's paying off debt or pictures of those youngsters or whatever it might be that's driving you, making somebody proud, You're making yourself proud, whatever it is, put it in front of you. No, well, Joe, I, I want will... you to foreshadow. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, yeah, I'm going to foreshadow. Continue. So what I wanted to do is not to foreshadow what Brandon's going to say, but this, this topic today is start fast, stay consistent. So not to steal his thunder, but guys, guess what? There's a reason I'm asking it. He's a brand-new guy figuring it out. It's probably going to be some of the similar things we talked about, right? But, Joe, what would you say are the things that, that everybody needs to do when they start fast they keep going fast and they stay consistent. What would you say some of those things are going to be? Well, there's two words that come to my mind initially. Um, one is hope and one is faith, right? However, you know, you can look up the definitions of both, but real simple, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reverse the order and say faith, right? You've got to have faith. Faith in, your, uh, in Pete and Brandon and Connie and Dick. You, it, it comes down to faith. You've got to have faith in them. I mean, I don't know what you're looking for or trying to draw out of me, but just have faith. There's a reason why you responded to the position advertisement to join the team. There, there was something, right? So... You knew what this was getting into it. You knew it wasn't going to be easy. Otherwise, everybody would be doing it. But have faith uh, is what it really boils down to me. Uh, for me, that's just for me. Um, you talked about a minute ago, you know, I, I figured out to the penny what I had to make to keep my family afloat. I had faith in myself and belief in myself. And I mentioned this to, to Lori Rowe that, a book I recently read called Daring Greatly. And out of that book, I came away with understanding that I am enough, right? I am enough for me. I'm enough for my family. And I'm enough for Pete and Brandon and all that. Meaning, I'm going to bring all of me to the table. And I'm going to let the others mold me and develop me and bring me along. But uh, the simple word is it just came down to faith, man. Don't, I don't want to start getting all in the throat here, so I'm going to stop. Man, what a great book, too, the Brene Brown, Darren Greatly. I know Connie Sylvester, it's one of her favorites. It's an awesome book. And uh, Joe, man, proud to have you a part of our team, guys. If this doesn't fire you up, you're a brand-new agent, guys, who comes out and, and watches a guy like Joe. Joe's not a guy that's talking about things that any of you can't do, right? Joe's not giving you guys things that – that we can't do. And there's so many other people that have started fast on our team that we could highlight. So it's not like Joe's the, the one only lone star, right? We've got tons of, of men and women on this call uh, who have started fast with us. I mean, look what Dick and Connie have put together in the first full 30 days here, their first full month. You know, Dick and Connie are going to break out as regional managers here the second full month with the company, right? Huge accomplishment, a lot of work. And, uh, Joe, we're so excited to have you. It's men and women like you who, who make me wake up every day and motivate me to, to get on the phone and, and keep building even when it's tough. So, man, hats off to you. So, guys, I well, know you've seen this. Thank you. You're welcome, man. I know, I know you guys have seen this next guy on the leaderboard. He's always lighting up the leaderboard. And uh, sometimes I'm reluctant to say, hey, let's put this guy on a call. But you know what? I think we have to because I think, you know, fair is fair and deserving recognition is, is deservingly fair. And some of you guys have never met him, but uh, Brandon Hall joined 
the insurance business about two and a half years ago um, when we joined with Dick and Connie. We got some start and fast stories that are there that are that are pretty funny, but uh, really has has taken off because he had to, right? He had to embrace it. it. Was just like Joe, he had to make it work, right? He had to do what he needed to do, and you know, Brandon working together. I had been in the in the business before. Brandon just really kind of took some instruction and, and really just kind of embraced what we shared from the get-go, from Jump Street. And because of that, I'm, I'm going to give some numbers. Last, last month, Brandon wrote $46,000 in production. Okay? He writes that every single month. I know his first full year in the business, Brandon submitted right at $1.45 million in production. Okay, last year in 2016 did the same, right about 1.4 million dollars in business. Okay, this is a guy writing consistent amount of business each and every month. Okay, so without we have to know, hey, what's Brandon doing? You know, whether you want to write five grand a month, ten grand a month, or you're here part time and want to make a thousand dollars a week or a month, the same things that Brandon's going to talk about today about building consistency. Do it at whatever scale you have to, right? But uh, Brandon, I'd like to maybe, if, if you could come on, maybe do you mind sharing for the first few minutes about how you started FAST? Similar to Joe, what did you go through? How did you find the business? And, and is there anything different besides what Joe said that you had to do to, to start your career FAST? Thank you, Pete, and uh, glad to be on the call today. And uh, definitely – Glad to follow behind Joe Gibbons. I mean, he is lighting it up, and I'm super excited to see his numbers on GroupMe and uh, to see the consistency out of him. It's just really exciting. And uh, first off, I just I have to give some credit to you, Pete, because um, um, I don't know if you guys know, but I was actually brought into this business for market by Pete Beckman. So I know that uh, in the call that we had earlier, the builders call, we talked about war market, and uh, that's that's how I was found. So. Um, I actually had very good training uh, by Pete Beckman. So whenever Pete says to any of you on the line, um, or if Dix tells you, hey, uh, you know, take two steps forward, jump to the left, do the hokey pokey, turn yourself around, just do it. <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but whatever they tell you, don't question it, just do it, because it'll, it'll speed up the process a lot quicker for you. So um, I, I just really appreciate that um, you, you brought me in this business. So getting started uh, you know, in this business, it was tough for me because I came from a business-to-business -business background, and I, I sold telecommunications services to um, small to medium businesses. Uh, those phone systems that you see on their desks, I, I sold those. So um, it was something that I had to show up with a, a tie, a suit, and I was out cold calling every single day. So I didn't have clients that I went and saw um, th that uh, sent in leads or called into a system. I had to knock on doors. So that was tough. So coming in with that mindset, you know, I thought, well, I, I need to be Mr. Professional Insurance Salesman, be all dressed up and, and all that. And that, that definitely was the case. And I think the, the biggest thing that helped me get started fast was the fact that I – I was willing to do the work, and I was willing to do whatever I had to do to make sure that I was successful. And that, that just comes from having uh, – I had a, a little bit of debt that I had to pay off, and I had some monthly bills that were pretty much pressuring me to where I had to be successful. I didn't really have a choice. So that was number one. Number two, it was whenever I came in, uh, and any time I've ever been in a position, I've always wanted to find out what the successful people who are already doing it are doing. And instead of me trying to do it my own way or try to figure it out and how to put my twists on it, I just said, I, I just need to emulate. I just need to emulate what they're doing. So watching videos, listening to Dick, listening to Pete, how they do their in-home presentation instead of me saying, oh, well, I'm going to spin it my way and I'm going to, I'm going to say this instead of that because it just sounds better to me. Well, that doesn't work. So I just said, I'm just going to emulate. So if Dick, Dick says it this way, I'm going to say it exactly like that. Or if Pete says it this way, I'm going to present it just the same exact way with the same voice inflection, with the same pace. And it, it's funny because it worked. And the reason why it worked is because it worked for them. So if, 
guys, if you're on the line and you're, you're wanting to get started fast and you're hearing some things and you're hearing them say things that you, you kind of question in the back of your mind, that's okay. Don't ever think that it's not okay to question what someone's saying. But what I would challenge everyone on is that doesn't mean that you stop and you, you try to do it your own way. You can try to understand why, but you, you have to keep moving forward. So that's number two is it's, it's okay to question. It's okay to want to understand why, but that doesn't mean stop. You have to keep moving forward. Um, another thing as far as uh, getting started fast, um, instead of trying to overanalyze the business, it was Pete told me you have to buy leads and you have to do it every single week. And at first, I, I was like, well, I, I don't want to spend money on leads. That's, how much am I going to be spending? And he's like, well, if you want to make X amount of money, you're going to have to invest X amount of money in leads. And at that point, I was looking at it like an expense instead of an investment, which the moment that I switched my thinking over to an investment, that I'm going to get a return on this, that this isn't just money that's going bye-bye like a cell phone payment, that was the moment I was like, well, how many can I buy? Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I bought, I bought 15 aliens. Can I get 30 of them? Can I get 50 of them? And the moment that my mindset changed, it, it really helped. So it was buying leads as quickly as possible getting started. Uh, the next big thing was instead of trying to be the most organized agent there ever was, with every color-coded page and everything printed out and pretty and a notebook and all these things that you may think you need to do when you get started, instead of trying to be the most prepared, the most organized, the best dressed, the, uh, the cleanest car, the, the, uh, every application printed out and filed, organized perfectly, instead of trying to be all of those things, I said, What's going to make me money? What's going to put money in my account fast? What's going to help me keep going and move quicker? And that was the activity. And that's what I asked Pete. And it was something that Pete said, don't worry about trying to be the expert. Let me be the expert for you. And just call me. When you're in the home, just call me. If you don't understand something, it's okay. Just call me. And so I said, okay, well, I'm going to do it. So, of course, you know, going out in the field and making calls, there were some times where I'm like, all right, I'm getting to the door. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I'm just going to connect with these people and see what happens. And it's funny because once you get in and it's your first five to ten homes, you realize that you overcomplicated all of it. Everything up to that point you had overcomplicated times ten because you just sat there and these people sometimes look at you with just a glazed-over look because they don't know everything about insurance. They know maybe 1% of what you know most of the time. So you're already an expert because you passed the exam. Okay? So going in, just understanding that gave me the edge to where I was like, oh, well, I already know everything, so if, if, if I don't really understand something, I can go back and I can, I can call my mentor and reach out to them. So that really helped me move fast, Pete. Okay, so, so not overthinking just letting, letting yourself kind of flow through all the same stuff Joe, Joe talked about. I love you talked about weekly leads, okay, buying leads weekly. I still get individuals, Dick I know still gets the calls where folks say, well, I have some leftovers that I didn't get a hold of last week. We know you do. Have faith, like Joe was saying, right? Buy them every week. Refreshed inventory every single week, right? So, Brandon, I know we talked about, you know, getting started fast. Now just on some bullet points, and we can elaborate a little bit on each of these, but some bullet points, what would you say are the things that people need to do to stay consistent, right? Consistent activity, the things they need to do to get consistent cash flow. What would some of those things be due on a daily and maybe a weekly basis? Well, staying consistent, um, First of all, you got to buy leads every single week, number one. Number two, you have to make a schedule and make sure that making dials is number one on that list. 
and put that in a spot on your schedule, whether it's daily, whether it's three or four times a week. Make sure that you have time set aside in your schedule every single week dedicated to dialing. And whenever you're doing that, you're doing nothing else but that. You're not thinking about it and everything. You're not worried about what, what am I going to write next. You're just dialing. Make sure that you have that in your schedule. So dialing and scheduling dialing are number two. Um, the next thing, obviously, is just running appointments consistently making sure that you're doing it every single week. Um, if, if I were talking about something you would do daily, I would say understanding and looking at your schedule with an obsession and making sure that whenever you're looking at your schedule and you see the spots that need to be filled, that you know that your job is not done until those spots are filled. So making sure that you're owning your schedule and those slots that you need to fill in order to go help those families. Another thing is just understanding that on a consistent basis, you have to make sure that you're putting in activity, whether that is making dials or if you're out hot knocking or making dialing or making uh, appointments, what, whatever it might be, you have to make sure that any time that you're designating every single week or daily for that, if it's not filled, then you're, you're filling it in with a different activity. So if, if you're out and you have three appointments for the day, but you're supposed to be on six, well, that, does that mean that those other three time slots mean that you can just go do nothing? No, that means, okay, if, if I'm not in an appointment, I need to be trying to get in a home. So that's something that you have to do on a consistent basis. Um, another thing is you have to make sure that you're, you have preparation time, so you're preparing every week. You have the right apps. You have all the necessary tools you need in the home to make sure that you're able to be successful. And another thing that you need to do on a daily basis, and I mean daily, is reach out to your mentor and counsel with them on a daily basis. I don't care if you've been here for one day, one year, two years, ten years. You want to make sure that you're counseling with them every single day because it's a great checkpoint to make sure that your, your mind's in the right frame of mind to go out and help families. Um, another thing is self-development and reading. And I would challenge people to do this on a daily basis and setting time aside for aside for it because our business, and I think I was talking to Pete about this yesterday, is, you know, I was watching that show Shark Tank and is talking about all these different companies where they sell products and they sell gadgets and all these things that these, the, the, the sharks, they're buying. They're buying these businesses. And I was thinking to myself, that's great. These people are just selling a product and people are just out buying them off of a shelf. You know, what we have isn't bought off of a shelf. Ours is a mental sale. And so our, what we do is more mental than anything that I've ever seen. So if your mind's not in the right frame of mind, then it's going to be really hard to go help families. So I would say on a daily basis, and if not hourly basis, you need to be checking your attitude and making sure that what you're thinking is conducive to going out and helping families, helping yourself, and building a team. Because if, if you, like, if, what Dick said, if you have stinking thinking, then it's going to be really hard for you to move forward in this business. So if I were to say number one on any of that list, it's going to be a competition between uh, just putting in activity every day and making sure that you're watching your, what you're thinking and making sure that you're self-developing. Brandon, I love it. Guys, I mean, we spend so much time on – on the six inches between our ears, right? And a lot of these calls and, and the purpose for this and nuts and bolts is because that's where it all begins. And I love what you're saying, Brandon, because what you're telling everybody is, is, is this, guys. If you want consistent results, you have to have consistent thinking, right? You have to have consistent activity, and you have to have consistent mentorship and development, right? I talk to Dick and Connie still a whole ton, right? And it's, and it's intentional to keep, make sure that I get off the calls and there's a lot of times I go, hmm, I need to listen to Dick more on this or I need to listen to Connie more on this. I think those things and that's the reason why I do it, right? 
So guys, I love what, what Brandon's saying because here's the danger we run into, Brandon. And, and I hope all of you guys hear me very clearly on this, okay? Results are a byproduct of activity. Consistent results are a byproduct of consistent activity, right? The danger we run into here is that you start getting really talented, okay? You start developing skill and you start developing talent. It's like athletes who start underperforming. Same thing will happen here. You'll start underperforming. And you know why? Because you'll start skipping steps or you'll rely on inconsistent activity. Like let's say you go out and, and you knock down a big case, but you were inconsistent. And you've got this feeling that, oh, well, I, I knocked down a $6,000 case, so I, I, didn't, I don't have to do any more, so now I, I've hit my numbers. Well, yes, congratulations, you've hit maybe your commitment for the week of what you wanted to do, but the problem is, is that you tricked yourself by having a good, a good luck case or two, and because of those good luck cases or two, you lose the ability to see how important consistency is in your business, right? And, and builders, I'm talking to the same thing. You know, I'm going to add one other thing to the mix, and then Brandon, I know Dick and, Dick and Connie certainly have some questions for you, which is this. Guys, if you want to build a consistent business, you have to have somebody else watching you. Make yourself on stage. Put yourself on center stage. You want to build a consistent business? People ask, Pete, why do you get on the phone and do live dialing on Wednesdays? I'm doing that 4 to 6 today. Why do I do it? I do it, guys, because everyone gets to watch, but it holds me accountable to be consistent with my activity. Okay? And I get to privilege and bless other people to, to learn the skill that we're learning. So consistent activity, consistent mindset, Consistent development and association and mentorship is what it's going to take to build consistent income, right, and consistent results. So, Dick, I know you've got some questions for Brandon as well, working with him for a few years. So, sir, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it back over to you. Thanks, Pete. Um, guys, for both of you today, this was an excellent presentation. Uh, Pete, you did a great job in, in the interviews. I mean, it was really good. Uh, when Brandon was talking about, or you made the comment a minute ago about results or a byproduct of activity, and when you listen to what um, Brandon talked about here, I picked up four things that in the last part of it here on how you stay consistent. Activity, buying leads, managing your schedule, I mean obsessing with it, and personal development. Um, Brandon, at which point in time, now, did you implement all four of those at the same time, or was that a byproduct of, of just trial and error? Uh, you know, Dick, that's a really good question. And when I look back at it, um, I think it's a byproduct of trial and error because, you know, I, I think that as, as people, we all come, come in this business with egos sometimes to where, no, no matter what somebody tells us, we're like, well, I'm, I'm still going to try it my way because I don't, I don't really work like that. And it's funny, almost every single time that I've done that, it's, it slapped me in the face. So um, it, I, all of those came in, at different stages. And um, I, I think the biggest one that, that made the most sense to me right off the bat was just the consistent dials and, and um, or actually buying the leads because I – from what I was doing before, I didn't have leads. So that was my selling point on this business. So, um, you know, purchasing leads weekly was actually something that was very exciting for me. But, yeah, they didn't all come at once. I wish they did. <laughs> well, you know, when you made the comment about changing your mindset from buying leads to investing in leads, uh, I know that was a big leap, but that was, a, that was an epiphany most people need to have. And I'm not sure how you get somebody to have an epiphany other than the fact they have to experience it because a, a good way to have that epiphany is to buy 250 cent leads and work them to the point that you don't ever want to see them or call those people again and realize there's only so many BTUs in a gallon of gas. 
who would get in an airplane if it's going to take 10 gallon of fuel to fly from where you are to you want where you want to go and you're going to get in that airplane with four gallon of fuel you know, and hope that you have a tailwind that makes no sense at all and I think a lot of us approach this the same way we're going to buy these leads here and hope we get that six thousand dollar sale out of it no you know being consistent I remember when I started I, w I had one thing on my schedule and that was dial time because I knew that activity was going to produce everything else I needed but the, the activity of being on that phone from when I first started doing this Sunday night was my time to call and from 7 to 9 buddy nothing interfered with that I mean if it was a funeral or a wedding then I wasn't in the in the room but otherwise you're gonna I mean if the president of the company at the time called me between 7 and 9 on Sunday night I didn't take the call because that was my dial time because that activity was going to lead to everything else and buying leads you know that was the other thing um, it just it just was amazing I one of the things that I, I I wrote down here is when you're doing well figure out why when you're not doing well figure out why so many of us we try to figure out why when we're not doing well but we just coast when we are and that's that's not a good place to be because when the wheels fall off and they will we need to know what we were doing and what we need to do to go back and change it um, thank you so much Brandon I one of the things that Joe and I was there here is you know you saw a pattern here things you do Joe and I wrote down buy leads and dial and set appointments those two activities right there are the basis of everything else without one or both of those this is a train wreck about to happen and so buying leads and calling setting appointments and I am so thankful that Joe I was 51 when I started doing this and um, so age-wise I know right where you're at I was in the same situation you were uh, failure was not an option and the only difference was I didn't have somebody like Pete to call on a consistent basis we had to figure this all out on our own uh, there was no phone script to speak of there was no in-home presentation it just was here are some leads call them and set some appointments and uh, so to have what we've got now is absolutely huge I you know Pete I uh, as I listened to Joe talk uh, Joe trusted Pete with the business model and, uh, when you read between the lines with what he was saying is he was trusting Pete but the business model just made sense why did it make sense because these people asked for help and it's just a matter of figuring out how and why we can do it well I uh, can't imagine how much you have had to pay for that phone call and training somewhere uh, you all got your uh, money's worth your nickel sure um, lots of smart people on the call today and just thank you thank you thank you Pete Brandon and uh, Joe for doing this and I'm, I'm gonna have to laugh at Pete here for just a minute because I misunderstood he told me that Pete or he told me that Joe was 32 so <laughs> hey uh, you know what I'll take that, uh, that of, uh, uh, have to say mistake in age any day thank you <laughs> it was it's kind of funny because you know I'm thinking okay young guy needs needs lots of help I'll I'll help him here and here's here's uh, uh, Joe he probably knows more than me so a um, couple of things first off we want to say this an open line for questions so you're going to unmute yourself um, unmute your phone and then press unmute yourself with star six we know it's a little over but when it's this good we don't mind a couple of things I want to say while you're getting off mute okay. We're in a little different position here at Equus right now because our job, our goal, what we want to do is we want to help everybody be profitable. But guys, we have 30 new writers. We're probably going to have eight or ten more just this week. So we can't schedule you a call to speak with Dick about a strategy. You've got to just call. Yes. Just dial, okay? If he if you don't get it, shoot him a text. He'll call you back. 
Okay? But we cannot just schedule that. The other thing is if you send me an email with all of your strategies, I will print it and give it to him. But I've got to tell you, the best way to do this is just call. It builds a relationship. You know, we're only eyeball to eyeball today with two people. Okay? We're not going to be eyeball to eyeball with most of you to a conference. So we want to build a relationship. We want to get to know you. And the best way to do that is call Dick, talk about your clients. Um, and one thing I think you might want to do, is, if you want to try this, if he's got a couple of cases to strategize, would you like to do them now for anybody that's on the phone that would like to hear? Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't I pull those up? Um, right now we'll take questions. and you know, I'm going to pull these up from uh, people sent me these. Um, anybody have a question? Okay, I think we have these, this client right here. Um, this one we can't quote without the height and weight, so we'll let the, let them um, get to we'll get them let them get to that. But um, this one is a two hundred and eighty-two thousand dollar mortgage. Um, she's five six one fifty. Now we're not looking at a height weight charge. But Dick kind of knows that's fine, and we're assuming that you, as an agent, are looking at a height weight chart. Yes. Okay, you have to do that, and we can't quote without that. She is diabetic. Her last A1C was around seven. Seven's a little high, but okay, it's right? Okay. All right. She's good health otherwise. Yeah, you know. Okay. She takes metformin for the last two years. Non-smoker. $282,000 mortgage, she is uh, about to turn 61. Okay, that's a, this is a perfect, perfect case for our simplified issue products. Uh, for those of you that are new and don't understand quite how the tables work in insurance, I think we can all agree if somebody is 5 foot and weighs 300 pounds, their mortality is not going to be as long. I mean, it, the weight is going to have, it's going to shorten their life. So we need to understand that, well, type 2 diabetes is one of those kind of things that insurance companies look at that as being, rather than what we call standard risk, if it was going to be $100 a month for that premium, traditionally a type 2 diabetic is going to be rated three tables, which raises it to 175 Our simplified issue products have four tables built into the price. So with her height and weight, she's going to be fine with that. She's on metformin as a type 2 diabetic, if, if she were to go to State Farm or Allstate or New York Life, that is going to be a decline because they will not take a diabetic like that. Uh, how long has she been a diabetic? But this it, it says takes metformin for the last two years, so it implies okay. she's only been for two years. All right, that's an important question because Mutual of Omaha and Term Life Express, they, one of the things, if you ever call me for a recommendation, I'm going to give you a, a recommendation and tell you why and why not something else. And that's a real important place to get everybody to the point that they know not only why we do a product, but why not. Uh, if you're diabetic before age 50, we're not going to go with Term Life Express with Mutual of Omaha because they will not accept that. All right, so this lady is going to be a good candidate for either of two products, uh, Term Life Express or uh, Foresters, either one of those, she's a good. Uh, Foresters is a little more concerned about the weight, but she's fine there. So either one of those, I would give her some choices in face amounts. Um, and the reason we allow the client to look at something less than the 282 is, or yeah, the 100,000. The 100,000 is we want it to be natural and normal for her to choose an amount less than her mortgage amount. And the reason we do that is we want them to be able to choose something less than the mortgage amount because that may better fit the budget. I would rather be $5 too much or too little in what they can afford rather than $2 too high. Because if it's $2 more than they can afford in a month or six months when they need tires or a battery, tires and battery always win. So we always want to be a little bit less. So she's a perfect candidate for simplified issue. Okie dokie. And what would you show her as an alternative across as on a worksheet or however you're going to show them 
I mean, she is 61 uh, here soon. Um, well, she qualifies for a 20-year term, so I would always have a whole life uh, that I put across the bottom on the worksheet. And I always show when I'm talking about the whole life across the bottom uh, of 10, 15, and 20,000. And the reason I do that, if she chooses the 20, and I'll tell you how I get to that in a second, if she chooses the 20, I'm going to look at her, Patrick, and I'm going to say, you know, now that I see how healthy you are, you might qualify for up to 30 or 35,000. Well, if the 20,000 is the most she can afford, she'll never ask how much 30 or 35,000 is. Everybody's happy. If she chooses the 10 or 15, we don't even go there. But the reason I do that is I'm not going to show her the most expensive whole life she can afford for fear that that's going to be too high. She'll glaze over and whenever, and she'll think about it because it's just too expensive. I'm going to allow her to, to choose something more expensive, but I'm also going to give her the option of starting very low. So, and now, how do I get to the, the transition from the whole life? Sometimes what they'll do is they'll take half the mortgage amount for 20 years, and then I'll point out, say, now, a lot of my clients, this is going to cover them from 60 to 80. But some of my clients, they want something that will transition into a longer period that will be there until they need it, and this is the key phrase, because they don't want to take a chance on their kids having to put mom or dad's funeral on the kid's credit card. And they'll pick one of these down here for this. So I, I can't tell you how many times that I actually make two sales in the home when I was running appointments, covering half the mortgage for 20 years, taking them to age 80, and then having something back up there that's going to be there until they need it so that the kids don't have to put mom and dad's funeral on their credit card. Because I'm telling you, folks, if you're under 50, you probably don't appreciate this yet. But if you're over 50 and over 60, you know what I'm talking about. There isn't anybody over 60, or rarely, that you ever talk to that wants to take a chance on the kids having to put mom and dad's funeral on their credit card. Okay? So. Um, we had another request, but it didn't have height, age, or birth date. So, you know, guys, your time is money. So if you're going to send us a client to, to help you with, we need all the information. And for new agents, you always need height, weight, birth date, smoker status. Um, you know, we're not going to draw you on the meds, but those things we can't even begin until we have those things. And neither can you. So, you know, if it's not on the lead, you've got to confirm and find it out, whatever. Uh, any questions? Looks like everybody's had their questions answered this week. Dick has one more thing. I do want to confirm, um, just reiterate, because the um, contest was not recorded and a lot of people have been listening to the recording, I just want to say now for anybody that hangs on to the end, we do have an envelope contest. It started, uh, we did forget to say, Dick, it starts with July 1st. So if your applications that you turn in this week or next are dated July 1st, those will count towards an envelope, and the final day is July 28th. Anything dated after that will not count for the contest. Dick, you had one more thing? I do. Uh, when uh, Joe was talking about finding out the why with people, I got a phone call, an agent was in the home, and uh, the lady had a, an $85,000 mortgage, and we were talking, and we were trying to find out, and money was an issue. So I... I distilled it down to force a critical period was what we were trying to do. Her health was such that all she was going to get was going to be a final expense product because of that. So the question was, when the agent was in the house, he got me on the phone and I said, if something happens to you, who do you want to get the house? And she said, my children. Well, that's not a good enough answer yet. Now, selling is like playing chess. I knew where we were going. I knew what the next two questions were going to be when I asked the first one. I said, now, if the children receive the house, is one of them going to move into it, or are they going to sell it? And she said, well, I want my fiancé to move into it because my son needs a place to stay. I said, um, at that point in time, how old was the son? We talked about that. I said, so do we need the house paid off? Or do we need to have enough money to cut the payment in half? And she goes, oh, 
I never thought about that. So what we ended up doing is we gave her a quote for 50000 covering half the mortgage. So if something happened to her next week or 10 years from now, they're going to cut the house payment at least in half. That makes it affordable for everybody to stay in the home. So I still wasn't comfortable with that. I said, I think what we should do is look at 50000 of permanent coverage. No, we did a term. 50000 of uh, 15-year term because of her age, and we looked at 40000 And she selected the 40000 because the 40000 if she needs tires in six months or a battery, is not going to sink the ship. So understanding, now, if she would have said, my kids are going to get the house, are they going to move into it? No, they're going to sell it. Then we don't need forty dollars or $50,000. We need enough money to make the house payment for a year or two, and suddenly then that makes sense and it fits the budget. And guys, we don't get paid on selling them ten or fifteen or twenty thousand dollars worth of coverage. We get paid on the monthly premium because that premium is going to satisfy a need of taking care of that home and protecting the family. So that's why it's so important when you're in the home. You know, one, let your manager know you're in the home in the time, so that if they if you call, they know you know Bill's in the home and he needs some help. So let them know, and it's also kind of a good idea, put us on speaker, let us know we're on speaker so that we can ask the client a question because we're going to ask a probing question that's going to make them think a little bit differently. It may be something you've already said. We ask the question a second time, the exact same thing, and we get the answer we're looking for. So that's why this is so important, to reach out to your mentor for help. Oh, I can't say that enough. Guys, it is past 11. We don't seem to have any questions. Um, we are here for you. We're all here for you. Thanks again for um, Joe and Pete and Brandon doing this awesome call. And we will talk to you throughout this week as needed. Have a great week.